0: Hello, everybody. We are back for another riveting episode of Two Kobolds <laughs> in a Trench Coat.
1: It, you, said that. Your... you said that in such a way that it was just like, it's, good. it's riveting. It's like,
0: yeah. Wow. It's, really? <laughs> it's, a, it's electrifying. It is the thing you wait for on a weekend to listen to yeah. our dulcet tones talk to you about <laughs> Dol- all things TTRPG
1: dulcet tones. Oh, yeah. oh, it's been a while smooth, since anyone said
0: that. Sounds.
1: Smooth sounds on kobolds. a Saturday. <laughs> yeah,
0: smooth sounds on Two Kobolds and three You
1: know what, that sounds like a radio station, smooth sounds on a Saturday. Yeah,
0: welcome to 102.4 <laughs> Cobalt, the Kobold where you listen to smooth, <laughs> smooth talk radio. Um, but yeah, so here we are again. We are back in, in the studio somewhat and we are Talking about character backstories.
1: Mm. So, last time we talked about character arcs,
0: so where Mm -hmm. you are
1: going. This time we're talking about where you've come from. Who is your character? Why are they the biggest tool in the shed?
0: Why are they? Why are they? Just full stop. Full stop. (laughs) Why Why are they?
1: Why? what the hell have you done when you created this monster? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I ask myself that question all the time. Uh, <laughs> I think
0: so, I've, I've characters that are just too sad maybe or too angry, I'm not sure.
1: So a little t- hit, hard-hitting, too close to home. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Art uh, imitates life. <laughs> yes. Well, well, it does. It does. Okay. So <laughs> backstories are one of those weird things. Not all games require them. So a general rule is always to check with your DM first how much of a backstory you should be providing. For a game that's a pre-made campaign, so in D&D that could be something like Tomb of Annihilation, Curse of Strahd, or yeah. uh, Icewind Dale, anything like that, you probably don't need an extensive backstory. It's very difficult to sort of shoehorn in backstory elements into these pre-made games they don't really give a lot of flexibility for that if you're going to be playing a one shot you probably don't need a backstory at all no you just don't (laughs) it's a one shot you're not Uh, you know
0: with one shots i would say probably the motivation of what got you there that's probably about all you need to cover
1: yeah why why are you where you are because, yeah, what that's got it. you there? What got
0: yeah. you there? If you, I don't want four pages, five pages, I just want maybe a paragraph of what got you there. Um, and that's kind of it. You, we, we're not going to go, into, yeah, like massive detail on this. And the same with because I'm playing in this case of Stroud as well. Is like, what got me to Barovia? That's kind yeah. of all I had to give. What were my motivations to get to Barovia? How did I get there? That's kind of it because you're following a, a very linear story, so you kind of don't even need to. Like, go well. My mother and father were slain, and all this. sorts of thing doing to go into that? No, one, no we're not going to cover that at all. Uh,
1: it's not going to get. It's not going to come up. So it's not going to come up. Then you've got your open world story. So where the DM is basically writing the campaign as they go along. Sometimes in advance, <laughs> not always. Um, <laughs> Depends how it goes. <laughs> making, making everything up as I go along and hoping for the best well laid plans and all that, no. Um, Riding
0: by the seat of your pants, I think that's called.
1: (laughs) Wondering what my characters are going to blow up next as they very nearly succeeded in killing each other two sessions ago. Well done, guys. You Very, very clever, very smart. You threw a bomb in an explosive room. Well done. Um,
0: You've done it again. Yeah.
1: So for those kinds of things, the DM will usually tell you how much of a backstory to write. So I kind of gave my characters free rein. I said, eh, "You know, go all out." I, I literally told them to go all out. Bad news, yeah, uh, <laughs> but you know what? It it worked. It worked for me because they sent me stuff. I read through it, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm stealing that." Oh, I'm picking that out. Oh, I'm gonna take that, and oh, we're gonna do some stuff with this, and I'm gonna make him cry using that. And because that's what you do. You go through people's backstories and you find what's going to make them cry. Yep. (laughs) That sounds really mean, but actually, you know, no, it's it's just mean. It's just mean. (laughs) It it really is. It's mean and it's true. And it's, yeah, it's what happens. Um, So some DMs don't like lots of backstory. Some DMs don't like campaigns that involve a lot of, you know, pulling on character pasts. So, if they tell you one page, stick to the page. If they tell you go nuts, like I do, go nuts, write yeah. them a novel. It's great. If they say go nuts, they deserve it if you write them a novel. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> precisely. I mean, it's like, how much of this 365 pages do you want to use?
1: Do you know what mm. I mean? I'm not not going to lie. I'm finding out new things all the time about my players and they're constantly adding to the backstory because I ask them weird questions. Like, how much tea did you drink as a child? It's like, what has that got to do with anything? So, well, it's going to be important in about 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs>
0: how, many piano, how many pianos did you own? <laughs>
1: did, did When you were growing up, was there a mouse in your house? Um, yeah. It's, yeah. Those, those kinds of weird things suddenly crop yeah. up. Um, but yeah, so that's a, the general rule there is to ask the DM how much or how little to write. They will be the best person to give you a general idea of what you need to present and how much of it is going to be used. It would be a terrible shame to invest lots of time and effort into writing a nice, complicated, but very delicately woven Backstory, only to find out that actually, I just need to know what your favorite color of underwear is.
0: Yeah.
1: Also a question. Exactly. I've, also a question I've asked my players: what is their favorite color of underwear?
0: <laughs> Cerise.
1: That was that was literally just to throw them off. I didn't actually need yeah. to know it. I just wanted to make them think for a minute. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean. It- It's also trying to come up with something creative. It's like, well, let's try and add a bit of depth to the character. I know people might think, well, that's a strange question to ask, but some people do. Some people do have a favourite colour that they like to wear. Um, And I think with backstories, um, speaking from experience, you try to think of maybe themes or something along the lines of where you can draw from, like um, for, for me personally when writing Hawthorne's backstory, it was about how he can grow from one character, from what he was when he was younger to who he is now and like how these sort of things can affect, will affect him if they are needed to be used. So it was like a, a backstory of like what happened when he was younger, you know, where he ended up and kind of a little bit of, where little bits and bobs of characters, of NPCs, potentially usable NPCs, that could be floating around somewhere in the world,
1: Oh, that you mean like thing, the shit-hot really. Eladrin that you stuck in there? Yeah. The... <laughs> yeah,
0: that everyone seems to go wild for.
1: Oh, um, <laughs> oh, hello. Yeah,
0: hello, where did he come from? So,
1: um, hi. Yeah,
0: and that may well be a one-shot character in the future that I will play. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Kiva will absolutely come and say hi. <laughs> And it, but, that's the yeah. that's
0: I mean, I have this is a spoiler. I have thought about using that as a backup character, mm-hmm. using him as a backup character. Well, spoiler,
1: spoiler, spoiler. Because
0: spoiler. I just I liked I liked the, the description of what I wrote. He looked like, and I liked the reaction he got. So I was like, <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> you just liked having all the girls blushing for him, didn't you? Well,
0: it was just it was it was fun. It was just funny. <laughs> you like, wow. I've kind of threw something out there, and people are like he's interesting.
1: Uh, I think <laughs> as well. I think it kind of helped that the uh, the picture that you kind of used for him was like, yeah, yeah. the hot dog. <laughs> okay, yeah, yep.
0: basically, yeah, and the aladdin okay. with like coppery skin with this sort of ombre red and sort of sunset hair. It's, it's... it's just like, hold on a minute.
1: <laughs> Hello.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Ooh. So, and that that's one of the characters that he's met in his life and, you know, has had some influence over him as well in mm. like helping him or guiding him or whatever. And I think sometimes in the backstories, it's also, I don't know if you do this or your players have done this, is they will name somebody and that could be useful for you to be like, oh, okay, maybe you might hear from them or come across them or something like that.
1: So the gnome character aside because he likes to name his characters with the weirdest of names it's almost on on the on the level of Pierre Lebut um
0: Oh wow okay that as, that's a. I mean you, you've got to really try hard to top that you have got to bat, try hard say.
1: to top Pierre Lebut um exactly but um I dare so lots, you. Lots of, go on. <laughs> if, if you out there, lis, listeners, if you can top Pierre Labat, please send us your suggestions, and uh, we will we will see which ones make us laugh the most. Um, yeah,
0: you he, won't be able to because that's a class name. Anyway, is, it continue. is a very classy name, <laughs>
1: Pierre Labat. That's the classiest of classy names. Um, so most of them have like a collection of. You know, NPCs, like people that they know. But they only seem to – they name, like, a handful of them and then leave the rest up to me, which is fine. Oh, wow, okay. You know, because nobody wants to name an entire village, not even the DM. (laughs) So so, so, I mean, I I think
0: I'd have a go if I I was DMing. Please. I mean, first names only. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go into, like – ridiculous sort of like this is the family so and so and carry on like that
1: i'm just going to put it out there that i have created so far hang on let's have a look let's see what i've got uh right how many complete pantheons of gods have got? i got one, two, three, four. I currently have six completed pantheons. That's like a hundred and something names, just of gods.
0: Why did they? Why six?
1: <laughs> because I haven't finished the other seventeen. No, I'm, I'm joking. Oh wow! Um, because each, uh, because they in my game world, uh, no single race is native to this world. They were all brought in by someone else I see
0: that makes
1: sense uh, so I've been creating pantheons to explain who brought them to the world and why uh the only natives the the actual natives of this world are the original gods themselves so um they're uh, they are um they're known as the true deities so they're the ones that were there first they were risen up from their what they originally were and uh are the original inhabitants of the world um uh, now as gods how fun wow new names. Yeah. so yeah that's why there's that many the, there's there's several more pantheons that i haven't finished yet but it's it's fine i haven't I haven't dug <laughs> myself a hole a never ending <laughs> hole um so yeah um they um my players tend to name like close family members and best friends and things like that. So people that have had a direct influence on their lives, people that they might have known in passing, um, but haven't had a direct influence would normally, they'll leave it to me and I'll do that. I'll name them uh, based on whatever naming conventions they've been using.
0: Um,
1: And if I think of something interesting, I will collaborate with them for a name, I suppose Makes so sense. okay well i've I've got this this person that you would have known. they would have been this, this, and this, and you would know them through this, this, and that uh I was thinking of calling them either x or y uh which do you prefer kind of thing
0: right, so, so there's some continuity there
1: yeah there'll be continuity um but at the end of the day i won't name like their brothers and sisters i'll have them right you know th- this is they're your f- that's your family that's directly involved with you you name, name that you name <laughs> yeah, that you- i am not doing that shit for you you do that yeah
0: i don't know. i'm not going to get it wrong
1: yeah um yeah. So that that's how it works for me as a as a GM uh, in terms of naming and backstories but uh, mm-hmm. um I am quite happy to go with whatever they say you know if they if they give me a series of names that they want to be used then okay yeah fine Have you
0: ever had a player come to you with a backstory and you've gone oh god this is far too much I can't and I won't be able to use half of this
1: No, but that's because when I get given backstories, I always tell my players, I will not use everything. I don't see. I quite enjoy it when they send me like reams and reams because it it gives me something to read on my lunch break at work. Um, (laughs) So, you know, I'll I'll read through it. and Why not? why not but what that also does is when when they've had these thoughts and these ideas and this backstory stuff it, it helps me develop my world as well so if they can detail exactly the kind of little house that they grew up in that helps me develop that particular estate in that city you know so, yeah. okay so I know what kind of estate they're from that's great and that that would put them there and that will do this and that will mean that the rest of it will look like this so I honestly don't mind when they send me reams and reams and reams or come to me with some really balmy obscure stuff because I make mm. a point of saying beforehand, I will not use everything you send me. I might use one or two key things. Just yeah. let, me, let me know if there's something specific that you want me to use or not use, as the case may be, and yeah. then we'll go from there. So if someone says... I do not want this person to be evil, or I do not want this person to die, or I do not want this person to uh, be XYZ. I will go with that. It's because that's yeah. their creation. I'm not going to screw with Trying to twist it for Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and um, it's uh, so some
0: some DMs would probably take that as an opportunity to go, oh, I can twist this and make it this and that, da, 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 da. but sometimes you go, no, I respect your backstory; it, it's fine, I'll leave it alone. Yeah, leave
1: it as it is. Uh, so for example, one of my uh, one of my players, I think I've spoken about them before. They come from the Feywild, and yeah. they were talking about something that their friends had done, or possibly done, or not done. And I made a point of saying, okay, would you be okay if they had done the bad thing? If it turns out they have done the bad, Mm -hmm. would you be okay with that? Um, And they've they've told me, yes, uh, they honestly don't know if they did it or not. Um, Their character doesn't know if they did it or not, and they're open to whatever I can come up with with that. But I would never, ever, ever, ever make a player's like mum or dad or whatever, the big, bad, evil guy, without first discussing the possibility with them or at the very least giving them a heads up that I'm taking this and I'm fucking with it.
0: Yeah. I think that's fair. I think I think one of those things as well is um and I, I quite like this, is if I've got a backstory and there's some bits in there and, and I get asked the question like what do you want to do with it, I'll I will if it, if I think it's good enough, I'll probably say something along the lines of I'll let you decide, surprise me with it, but as long as you know, I'm ha- I'm happy to go with whatever to an extent, obviously. But it's it's that thing of like surprise me with what you can come up with, that sort of thing, I think.
1: Yeah, it's
0: always helps.
1: It's like you don't want uh, you don't want to take too many liberties because at the end of the day, this this is that person's creation. It's it's their you know something that they've put a lot of effort into creating. Yeah, they've they've gone all out, and I know that some players get very fond of their characters. Yeah. Uh, They develop like an attachment to them. I'm the same. I get quite attached to my characters. And if somebody comes along and without permission starts fucking with my shit, without warning me first, that's a little bit like, hang on. So all of this stuff that I've written, especially if it's sudden, if there's no lead up to it.
0: Yeah, it can be a bit rough for that yeah. to happen, yeah, for sure.
1: So I, I was in a game. I had this backstory where my character had run away from her parents because they were abusive, and she had instead gone to live with her uncle, who was a nice guy, and her cousins, who were also nice guys. Um, And there was uh, this whole big thing where I quite literally – provided like an entire thing like you can do whatever you want with like the mum and the and the dad because they're assholes and you know i fully anticipate you know you know that that do whatever you like with these guys but you mustn't make the people that she's living with now
0: Mean or nasty. Mean or or
1: nasty. You know, you can't suddenly switch them into being something different because the whole point of what she's going through right now is she's run away from abuse. She's finding out what it's like to trust people again. And if it turns out that the people that she loves and trusts the most can't be loved and trusted you're just going to basically erase everything that she's achieved.
0: Yeah. That doesn't work, does it?
1: No. And I even, and then he dropped it. My DM dropped it on me that, oh, by the way, this has happened. And I was like, wait a minute. No, you've just literally done what I didn't want. And I had to, we had to step aside and I had to talk to him and say, "Look, I, I, will, I can run with this, but I will have to rewrite the backstory because it, as it is, I will have to change the way that I play her because of what you've done here because it yeah. doesn't fit. It doesn't make sense. You know, it's going to, it, it it's going to literally." take seventeen thousand steps backwards so yeah. i'll need to re i'll need to rewrite the backstory which i'm happy to do but you know just just so you're aware this this is this is too much this is stepping on an area that i didn't give you permission to step in kind yeah,
0: of thing it's like that's one of those situations yeah like you were like that that's a hard no from me um, because it it's a that makes it really depressing. Because you're going from like one abusive storyline to like I'm just going to go into another, and it's like that's no fun. That's not fun to play. That's not fun to to go through. It's just uh, yeah, no,
1: no, and it's not like you could even turn it around. Like, oh, your family wasn't bad all along. Like, no, because clearly written in the story is that they are evil assholes looking to yeah. overthrow the, like, literally take everything that the uncle has they're looking to steal everything that the uncle has how can that be good there's no way to twist that and i was like uh but yeah so yeah backstories when writing a backstory always be clear about what you do and do not mind your dm fucking with and make it clear from the off i don't want this to be touched you what you are within your right to say that
0: yeah, I was, that's the point I was going to make. Like some maybe more experienced, inexperienced DMs may like try and be like play with it and whatever. But I think if you're passionate enough about it, you, you can. You have every right to, to dig your heels in and go, no, 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 that's not how I wanted it to go that's that this is a hard line I mean I suppose in your backstory there's a few things you can be fluid with and be like yeah I'm happy for that to change a little bit I'm happy for that to go somewhere else but these two points here are hard line no's
1: yeah that's
0: that's I think fair yeah
1: Uh, I mean of course you you need to be Realistic, you can't just say I don't want you to change a single thing or twist a single thing because
0: (laughs) this is perfect. Don't touch it.
1: Yeah, it's a masterpiece. Utter perfection. So I quite, I would quite happily, like I said, I told, I I gave my DM, you know, do anything you like with the parents and these siblings because. Mm that you know, I I don't mind what sort of stuff you do with them. You you can do anything you like to them. You can you can kill them, you can turn them into uh, liches or you know, just just I whatever don't know. You feel do, works. Whatever whatever yeah. you feel like. Do whatever you like with them, but don't touch these guys. That that was, you know I didn't think that I was being unreasonable. Fair. So yeah. Um I also Stated that I didn't mind if they wanted to include other family members, but they but they should um, obviously speak with me first. Yeah, because yeah. suddenly oh, by the way, here's your other uncle from over there that you did know about, but you actually know nothing about because I haven't told you beforehand that this is what I'm doing. Yeah, well, that's jarring.
0: Yeah, it's like, wait a minute, I feel the rug being pulled from under me.
1: <laughs> I don't know how to respond to this because I've got no idea who these people are, uh, yeah. so what do you expect me to do kind of thing. Um, yeah,
0: when you've written them yourself, you have that connection to them, but when it's like the DM or he's like, ha, nah, now it's like strange Uncle Joe and you're like, what? <laughs> I don't know what you're on about.
1: <laughs> is he strange because he's weird or is he strange because I don't know who he is <laughs> or is it a bit of both? It's part so, of column
0: yeah. a part of column b yeah <laughs> so, so I mean, yeah. there's
1: this whole communication thing um communication is is the key to everything but uh yeah the communicate with the dm about what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with when it comes to them using your backstory
0: yes yeah. i mean so, i i think Go on, Sorry.
1: No, no. I was actually going to move on, but if you've got something to say, then finish off first. Because, yeah,
0: that's what. That's what. I know the, the thing I was going to make point of is, I've heard of stories of people coming to the table with the the classic lone wolf sort of, um, and I think that comes down to being an experienced players. The lone wolf backstory. You yeah. know, I'm an orphan. You know, the very sort of Batman esque sort of. I I was an orphan. Yeah. I grew up alone. I uh, you, you know I am. I travel the the dark nights and the back alleys of these cities and da 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 da, da. and it's like yeah it, that's okay, but how does this character with this backstory then fit into this party?
1: How yeah. does that
0: work without being like working against you? If you know what I mean, it's like they 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 have this lone wolf mentality. They're not going to be with this party for a long, and if that's that's what you want to stick with, I think that's that's the point. I, I you know like you said, you have to kind of work with the DM to try and fit it into the group because at the end of the day you're going to be traveling you're you're going to be a party of adventurers for however many months in real life you want to carry on playing the game for so the the character's got to work you can't just be like he darts in he darts out every couple of sessions that sort of thing yeah The the dark knight comes in and that's him
1: I'm here, I'm gone. I'm here, yeah. I'm gone. With a,
0: yeah, with a puff of smoke, he's disappeared into the night. you know like, what? Wait a minute, when are we going to see him again? A couple yeah. of sessions time? What? How's this work? That sort of thing, I think. The backstories have works. to kind of work.
1: That only really works if you know that you're going to be absent from some sessions.
0: <laughs> I think that's a good tool to use then. No, it's like, ha-ha, my backstory, i preempted this. And then you're like, cool, very good, well done. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh so what I was gonna move on to was where to get inspiration for your backstory. So yeah. of course you, you've mentioned the whole Batman esque, the the dark Knight mm. thing that you know. Yes. But where can you get obviously pop culture is definitely a good movies,
0: film movies, yeah. books and things like that.
1: Um T V tropes is all are always good fun to play with especially if you're turning them on their head Mm -hmm. um and uh you know you're, you're switching them around but where else can you draw inspiration because i've i don't know about you but i have created characters who have a reflection on real life my own life in particular. So, yep, yep, yep. so I've created characters who have struggled with their feelings of self worth. I have created mm-hmm. characters who have lost family members and friends in tragic ways. I yep. have uh created characters who i I had a character that suffered with depression, which is something that I know a lot about because i I have it guys, sorry, but yeah, I do um no content, a content warning <laughs> I have it it's a fact no. um yeah so I have drawn <laughs> from my own experiences, my own life, you know my the way that I have been treated in particular. Um, through aspects of my life and brought them into characters. And the main reason for that is it's a method of working through these things in a safer environment Mm -hmm. because you're playing a game with friends. You know that you can trust them.
0: And you can sort of like get some of that out as well.
1: Yeah, you can work through it. You can do things in the game that you can't do in real life, like uh, punch a bear in the face. And what that kind of people
0: have, some people have.
1: Well, I'm pretty sure, sure, I'm pretty sure that Brian Blessed said that he once punched a polar bear in the face or something like that. Um,
0: but this is Brian Blessed, we're talking about. This is Brian Blessed. uh, If there's some embellishment going on there, and I love Brian, Brian
1: you know what, having met him, I don't think there is. I've met him, he's so nice, he's he's like the lovely. When you see him on stage and he's all big and like... ah And
0: booming and that, yeah.
1: But then when you actually get to sit down and talk to him, he's so polite and so nice and so gentle. They say don't meet your heroes. Fuck that. Meet Brian Blessed. He's wonderful. Go and meet him. He's yeah. amazing. Um, <laughs> this
0: could be a whole whole episode on your be your meeting of Brian Blessed. Yes, this point. could
1: just be a whole episode of me just gushing <laughs> about Brian Blessed and how wonderful he is. Uh but it's Mini not gonna ep- be
0: bonus bonus episode. Bonus content.
1: Brian Blessed appreciation <laughs> content. Um no, we'll go back to uh backstories anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. So I've done that. I've I've worked in things of if, if real life that i felt the need to punch in the face yeah I think uh, that's
0: a good way to i think that's a good thing to do to sprinkle a bit of personal experience into it um because you, you can then in your character's mind figure ways to overcome them and that can help outside of the game as well so i mean it depends how deep you want to go that's obviously your own comfort level of course So it's one of those situations where you can go, well, I sprinkle a little bit of this here and a little bit of that there, and that can help with a few of these things. So I think including that in the backstory is actually quite good. I think it can work.
1: Actually, so I've heard a lot of stories. It just occurred to me as you were talking there. I've heard a lot of stories on uh, Twitter and various other internet places that people have actually... Discovered things about themselves from their characters' backstories. So the most notable example of this is uh, with the queer community, and mm-hmm. how many people actually notice? Yeah, I'm not straight, or I'm not this this gender, or I'm not a gender at all. I'm not, you know, who have dis- they've discovered these things about themselves.
0: Yes. I don't feel but, comfortable as this but I figured out I like this yeah very much so
1: yeah and I think that that's that's quite that's quite nice so that is it's really strange but that is a way to explore aspects of yourself in a safe manner you know because you it's not that you're not invested it's more that you are exploring subjects that maybe you can't afford to explore in the bigger picture, if you get what I mean. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I think it's, it's kind of a weird therapy way of reflecting or projecting, I should say, a little bit. So you're kind of like, I'm going to use this character backstory to then propel my character into this arc of where they're questioning their sexuality or whatever they may be um so it's kind of that thing of like this is a good safe space to try and do this and try and figure this out and i think if that 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 can work really well i really do
1: it's it's just something that as, as you were talking something i thought like oh wait yeah this is this is a thing you know it's but
0: interestingly uh, i did see somewhere the other day about how long to make your backstory it was, um, I think it was like a DM's table round table thing, and they said it can be, you know, two pages is kind of a, a good length because you can sort of hit the points you need to make without going over embellishing or being long winded. Because no, no DM wants to read like eight pages of this person's backstory. Because I don't know, I might, nauseous.
1: but. Well, I mean, I, <laughs> I mean,
0: you're you're looking at it from a, probably from them from an author's perspective, maybe or a writer's perspective, but maybe some people as a DM would be like, oh, yeah, just, just get to the it's, point. What do you need? What, what, what am I going to take from this? Just give me that. Yeah,
1: I yeah. I think that's a thing about layout, though, as well. Mm. So how to lay out your backstory? It's not just about how much; it's how to how to get points across. So when I was learning how to you know basically conceptualize characters like this is a i'm just gonna say it's a long ass time ago when i, I mm-hmm. did this i did a like a creative writing um additional course back when i was at school but it's for the special people i don't remember what, exactly what it was the special weirdos i suppose um put, put all of the nerds in one room and see what they do uh, kind of thing. But uh, there was this whole thing about when you first create your character and when you first conceptualize them, you don't literally have to novelize their entire history. You can literally just bullet point list it. Yep. So just put like, they were born blah, blah, blah at this place. Their parents are X Y Z and Z Y X. They're, they have this many siblings called A B C D E F. Whatever. They don't like snakes. They had a, a run-in with a snake, and now they're scared of them. Uh, they love mm-hmm. dogs. They had a pet dog growing up that they loved. Uh, just, just bullet points. Don't have to expand on them. So, if you struggle writing backstories. Like in the sense of I was born and this day at this place it was sunny and it was beautiful and it was wonderful and my parents loved me and I I was whatever. It was a spring struggle day.
0: With, It was a yeah. spring
1: glorious spring day in 1422 the season yeah, of spring <laughs> if yeah. you struggle if you struggle with that kind of backstory writing then just don't do yeah. it bullet point no think of I things told... that that are you know important to who your character is
0: yeah and start that just reminded me of something actually because i remember i played a game it was like a, a sort of a reintroduction back into d with somebody i i knew um And because obviously I hadn't played for a long time. So it was was like a one-on-one game. And the character I was playing was like, it was a mixture of a dwarf raised by elves. So they had a bit of dwarf, dwarven heritage and elven fighting style and all that sort of stuff. Um, And the first thing I came across, and they were level one, was uh, I fought some spiders. So, but because I rolled poorly, I managed to survive the fight, but I rolled poorly. I said to the DM at the time, is this a possibility I could use this as a, like a a backstory type thing that now because of this early adventuring, I've become scared of spiders. So if I ever meet one, I would roll with disadvantage. And they were like, yeah, go for it. If that's what you feel like, you know, you feel it, then go for it. If that's, that's how you want to go play with it. And it's like a backstory thing where you now have developed a fear of spiders. And I was like, yeah, why not? That sounds fun. So I think little moments like that can be used to help build a backstory or yeah, you know, fill it out a little bit if you're struggling for inspiration, maybe.
1: Yeah, or or just what I do if I'm struggling with a backstory is I actually do uh, the the mundane likes and dislikes table. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I go through and I think about, all right, what's their favourite colour? What's their favourite piece of clothing? What's their favourite yeah. animal? What food do they hate with a passion? Are they scared of anything? And I just, I think of like these mundane things. And then I develop that from there. So they they don't like snakes. Why don't they like snakes? Oh, their sibling put one in their bed when they were young and uh, it bit them. That's, you know, there we go. Are you
0: Hercules?
1: <laughs> uh, no, I got serious case of poisoning and nearly died. But thank you for uh, for yeah. being uh, concerned about me. Um, <laughs> but there you go. Now, they're scared of snakes because when they were a child, somebody put a snake in their bed and it, they nearly died. So that that becomes a backstory thing. Um, or yeah. my favourite colour is... Um, green because it's the color of my first love's eyes.
0: Right. Just some crazy yeah.
1: crazy shit like that, you know, just just mundane stuff because you once you start with the mundane you can move on to the more complicated stuff. But also getting the mundane in place like my favorite color, my favorite food, my favorite book. That sort of thing as stuff that can come up randomly in the middle of a of role play. Um, and yeah. It's just a fun little quirk, a little – it's a fun little twist, you know. Oh, I love this cloak, but do you have it in blue?
0: Yeah, because I really – yeah, really associate with blue. And I love black. blue. Yeah, blue is my yeah.
1: favourite colour. Um, one of my players decided that they were – they decided that they were going to buy some blindfolds because they don't like light shining on them when they sleep so they Fair went and they went and they bought some blindfolds and now apparently they're carrying around a um uh, an adventurous toy box um of <laughs> random objects that, that kind of stuff you know the yeah. uh, the, the fluffy kind uh,
0: oh, wow! Oh, and wow.
1: Uh, it's like wow okay so yeah you you went there you did that okay now Good. you've
0: got it for the rest of the adventure don't lose it yeah don't you lose it another one
1: <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it up periodically just so just to remind you what you have in your bag um
0: yeah
1: but yeah those their character doesn't sleep very well in highlight conditions, so they now carry around a mask. Fair. Then it's it's like, oh well if they ever get into a situation where they don't have the mask, what can I do with that? I mean, does
0: that mean that they're susceptible to like sneak attacks and stuff like that?
1: Well when they're asleep, they're kind of asleep anyway, so
0: but would well, yeah i suppose i was just wondering well, it, the that is, means you can do anything more with that if they're wearing a mask and they're sleeping Does okay that so give them some sort of disadvantage or anything
1: so the way that i play it is when when people are asleep their perception is inhibited because obviously right. they're sleeping uh unless you're yeah. um unless you're a fey heritage because you uh, if you well if you trance you actually don't sleep you're still aware of your surroundings so uh all roles to perception of any kind, so sound, um, smell, things like that, are all made at disadvantage unless you're trancing.
0: Uh-huh. Interesting.
1: So it doesn't really matter because generally when you're asleep, people sneaking up on you, you hear them before you see them anyway.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you are
1: asleep,
0: yeah. No, I, I just wondered yeah, <laughs> using the mask and stuff. Whether that would mean they get some sort of disadvantage it, or anything? It just Isn't means
1: it? that it just means that when they wake up, if they don't remove the mask, they make their uh, attacks at disadvantage because they they're still blind, which is the regular wow. blindness. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. Anyway,
0: <laughs> do you ever but do it, that yeah. rule as an aside, uh, just off topic? I just thought of something. Do you ever do that rule, or do you do that rule where? if the characters sleep in their armour, they take exhaustion?
1: So I have not actually asked if my characters just take assume. off their armour. Um, mainly because none of my characters currently, that none of my characters until recently wore metal armour. Aha. Uh-huh. So...
0: Yeah, because... Essentially, that's what it'd be if you were in plate armour or something. You yeah, if you're that, wearing...
1: You? No, you wouldn't sleep in metal armour. Now, leather and hide, slightly different. You could probably sleep in that. Yeah. But I just... Especially if they're at a tab at uh, an inn, mm-hmm. I assume that if they are sleeping in a place with a bed and a place that is secure, I assume You'd they've take taken their armour off. The only one who yeah. ever actually physically uh, says I'm taking my armour off is the fighter, um, and they actually have made a point of saying I clean my armour every night anyway, which you, you kind of have to take it off to yeah, clean it. Makes sense. makes sense. You can't get to all the nooks and crannies if you're still wearing it. So um.
0: <laughs> No, exactly. But, yeah, no, that's yeah. exactly right for backstories, is that it, it's what's useful, what's helpful, and, and what can – sort of be a good job jumping off point for your character, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely. yeah. I think with in terms – all right, so how can a DM help you develop a backstory? So obviously communication is one thing, mm-hmm. but if a player is struggling with creating a backstory, what can a DM do to help? I think, think
0: the DM – maybe ask a few questions like what well, – something along the lines of what kind of character are they, what kind of what's their inspirations, what's their hopes, their fears, their dreams, things like that can help sort of build and you can go okay well maybe build a backstory off they hope to one day see the Crystal Citadel that the, the sorcerers like conduct their magic in and so that's where they want to aspire to see that one day in the middle of the city or something like that you know
1: I think the, you mentioned questions. I think so. One of the DMs that I played with a long time ago had this great thing where they asked everyone a set of identical questions. Yeah. But then gave each character a set of questions that were tailored to them based on the answers to that first set of questions. Okay so it, it the second set of questions was based on like their class and uh where they thought what they thought about their race and things like that um and the answers to their first set of questions whereas the first set of questions themselves were just things like did you have parents uh how many siblings did you have? Uh, do, do you have any other family members? What's your favourite food? Is there, uh, a, uh an animal that you particularly like, kind of thing? And I thought that yeah. was quite helpful. <clears throat> but yeah. also, now I don't know if is Xanathar's still. I think Xanathar's I think, is still.
0: still I don't okay. Know. It's not been. Is it?
1: I don't think it's been overwritten. Well, Xanathar's has a wonderful um, assist in, you know, building a a character. They it has um, a section in it which allows you to roll for okay. certain things. Um I'm trying to think what it's called now. I'm sure it's in Xanathar's. But it's basically called This Is Your Life. Okay. i have got to have to find out where that is now because... Let me have a quick
0: look. Yeah, so based on the table in rules, Xanathar's Guide to Everything, page 61 to 73. It's called This Is Your Life.
1: Yeah, and... Um, and that basically gives you things like your origins, some personal decisions, and life events. So if, you, if you're if you really, really, really stuffed for what to do, you can just head over to Xanathar's and actually just roll some dice. So if you're kind of obsessed with the clicky-clack, this is a good way of doing it. But I have also used this. I've also used random tables to determine a character that's so always good yeah predominantly one of my characters was rolled up entirely from uh randomized tables from like their height and weight uh, down to like yeah. their eye color their hair color things like that i ended up with a five foot tall really busty mage <laughs> So I was like okay <laughs> well all right fair enough okay with this
0: that, that's fine
1: um she's, uh, yeah. and it, I came up, it, it rolled out with, she's very, very cute, but has a horrific scar on her back. And it was like, oh, okay. So yeah. That's something that's, to work off. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so that was just for her looks. And then I went on and she ended up, both her parents who were horrible people, a brother and a sister. The sister was horrible. The brother was nice. Um, and she had an unhappy childhood. And I literally rolled that up from a few tables.
0: And sometimes that can be the most fun because it's so random. You're like, well, this has come out really well for me, so I'm going to use this.
1: <laughs> sometimes they're bloody awful. It's like, what that the hell is, is going true. on here? But then again, the bloody awful ones can be fun as well. Not going to lie. Yeah. Some some of the, You look at the backstory and you're like, what the hell have you done here? Just yeah, how have you work this one out? Doesn't this is just work. a car crash. Yeah.
0: It's
1: <laughs> so like, have you okay, done? this
0: is what we're going to go with. Let's just do it. Uh, but no, that's cool. Oh,
1: well, so, on that though, if there's, if the, you know, what the hell is this car crash kind of thing? Are there any yeah. types of backstories that always make you kind of go, I'm not sure, or one that you've uh, never played because you're a bit worried about it?
0: Um, no, because I've always gone uh, written backstories with the goal in mind or with a bit of sort of creativity that's going to help more than hinder. But I think I've heard of backstories that are a bit, you know, like I described with the lone wolf mentality or the one that's like that that comes across as a bit more main charactery. Mm. that sort of backstory where they want to be the focus and everything and the world revolves around them. I've heard stories of of those sorts of backstories where that can be like, you kind of want to be the, the, the star of your own show there. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't quite work. Mm. But no, nothing that that I can think of that, that I've personally come up with, as I say, I'm, most of mine have happened to be more helpful and sort of along the lines of, This is who they are. This is what they want to achieve. And I've dropped a few crumbs that if you want to use, by all means, go for it sort of thing.
1: Mm. So the only one for me that is a worry is when they go with the amnesia route.
0: Oh, I've forgotten everything of my back. I don't remember. I don't
1: remember anything anything from my background. And no, it's, Pretty, it's just logic- a
0: cop-out, really.
1: <laughs> See, I think that there is a place for amnesia. One of my players has an amnesiac character. They only remember a period of time of, I think it's three years, three to five years. They have three to five years of memories. Everything before that is blank. But wow, they actually... Okay. They came to me beforehand and said, so this is what I want my character to be, but I don't want them to know that they're like this. Okay. I want them to have forgotten or something along those lines. I kind of, I want them to evolve back into what they're meant to be kind of thing. Okay. So it's a bit like, I'm trying to think of that. I was um, trying to think of it, but it's it's just gone. You know, when you're, you're trying to grasp at a concept and it just falls out of your Yeah.
0: It's on the nose. tip of your tongue, but you can't. You know, like, ah!
1: um, basically, their character is something else or someone else or whatever. I suppose it's a bit like reincarnation. except. You know, you, you in D anD D, you've got like the reincarnate spell,
0: mm.
1: and you have all your isekai. That's it. Um It's basically being reborn into a new body. Only in this instance, they don't remember their past, their other life, but they have right. hints of it. So, um. Oh, st- the best way to the best way to put this so it's isekai is a, f- a fantasy where a character is transported from their world into a new or unfamiliar one and it's, it's like a rebirth thing right okay. and most of the time they remember their previous life but in some cases they only remember parts of their previous life after certain requirements are met Right. And it's like, uh, but that's the kind of thing that was going on here. So they don't remember their previous life. They just know that something happened. And they've they've basically said, okay, so here's what I know for certain, blah, 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 blah. Here's where I want it to end up. This is the end goal. This is what they were. How you get from here to there and, you know, what happened to get them from, there to here is up to you, and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, thank you. They,
0: give the DM some sort of free artistic license with with that. That's quite a good yeah. option actually.
1: So, amnesia, the amnesia route can work
0: if it's done right.
1: Yeah, if it's done right, and I am always a bit worried when someone goes the amnesia route because it is. It's definitely the kind of backstory that you need to set and you need to talk about in depth with the DM and with the player you know just the pair of you sit down and say okay so what what's gonna be the deal here what are the rules what yeah what can I do what can't I do it, it's not it's yeah, not a straight some, list yeah,
0: yeah give me some lines here that I don't <clears throat> I, I don't want to cross so then I know where my boundaries are. And- we can work within that. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, I like the way you've described that because it's not too over the top, and it kind of it works.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I do. I do get hesitant. I have never played an amnesiac.
0: No, no, I me mean neither. It's never crossed I, my mind to really, if I'm honest.
1: I did want to. I wanted to explore the concept and uh i I did talk uh with my d m about it um but uh in the end, I went with a different character because they told me that I couldn't play certain races uh in this mm-hmm. particular campaign, and okay. I couldn't sort of figure out a way to get the character concept to work in it with a different race or class. Right. So yeah. I was like, mm, if "This this concept doesn't work. I'm going to create a new one." So I've never actually gotten around to playing it, although I have a couple of concepts for it.
0: That makes sense. Yeah.
1: But wow, yeah, yeah, that's that's the one that always makes me go, "Ooh, okay."
0: Yeah, this not, is going to be a t- hard sell. Hard sell yeah, on that one.
1: Not because it's not because it's bad. Okay, it's not bad. It's just a lot of work for
0: yeah, both sides.
1: For
0: the, yeah, for the DM to weave in and for the player to kind of keep it consistent yeah. and not just abuse it and be like, well, I didn't know. And it's like, that's what my new character would do. His old self wouldn't do that. And that you're like, hold on, hang on. We're getting to st- weird territory now.
1: Yeah, yeah. confusing.
0: <laughs> exactly. Cool. Um, yeah. Is there anything else we want to add? Or I think we've pretty much covered some good ground there on backstories.
1: So the only thing that I would say about the final thing about backstories is that Mm -hmm. you should only write as much as you are comfortable. Don't feel pressured or forced into going into depth of detail that you are not comfortable with. You can flesh things out later. Like I said, my players are still adding things to their backstory as we play.
0: Here, here's an interesting fact about that, actually. And I learned this, I think it was one of those, if you've ever seen uh, Four Sided Dive, the critical role, like after show thing they've done recently. Um, I Sam Regal basically said on that that he is always write, rewriting and writing more for his backstory. And they were like, You do that? And he's like, Yeah, it's never set in stone. And all the other characters I think it was like Liam O'Brien and all that were like, look at him like, I can't believe this. And it was like, Yeah. I just if something comes up that I thought of in the moment, I'll write it down and work and sort of rewrite it or add it to my backstory and I'll give it to Matt. And he's like, Yeah, I can work with this, or that's cool, that I can fit that into what you've already done already. And they were completely shocked. And he's like, Yeah, I'm always working on my backstory. It's never complete.
1: Is, it's like so working like, oh. backwards. It's working backwards, yeah. um, especially if something comes up that you may not have thought of. So like, oh, exactly. this, this has happened. So, oh, well, would my character... So if you make a weird roll, like my character, uh, I'm looking at this law thing and you, you roll a crit as, yeah, your character actually knows this, this, and this. And you're like, hang on, how does my character know this, this, and this?
0: Yeah. They just had like an epiphany moment and it's come to them and it's like, whoa, hang on, this has opened so many doors now to where this could lead.
1: Yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, this makes more sense now. I can develop this and then slot it in. and Okay, well, we'll wiggle this a little bit. Obviously, you don't touch the canonical stuff that's already happened.
0: But moving forward, there's other things you can add or adapt. Yeah, Yeah.
1: A character is...
0: Pretty really cool concept
1: character is never a hundred percent complete even kiva's got things that are randomly sort of think oh actually you know what I'm gonna do that now yeah I'm gonna add that in because that's in yeah. part because i'm because i know her future <laughs> so but it's like oh well, this is gonna fit in there and that's fits in later and okay so Kiva is never complete. Kiva is a complicated figure. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, exactly. Well, so
1: is Hawthorne, though.
0: Well, yeah, they're both complicated creatures. As that's it why they so.
1: And and now they're butting heads, and it's it's sad times. But <laughs> oh well.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's more. Yeah, and I think that's where backstories can explain where their character journey has come to. And I think that's you can draw on some of that to hopefully, I, well, yeah, I suppose you could close some of those wounds and reconcile and stuff like that. And like like we just mentioned, there, nothing's ever set in stone, apart from what has been. But what can be is is totally mm. different. You could write a, an end, like a, a future for the character, if you really want to, by the end of the campaign or halfway through. Like this is where I see them going. From what's happened, so that's always cool. Yeah.
1: yeah, and and then obviously the the backstory that you write helps to develop into character relationships as well. So
0: exactly, it, all, so it all it's all connected in some form or fashion.
1: You can't see me, but I'm doing this weird connect the dots kind of thing. That's all.
0: Yeah,
1: I need to grow up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's no. A lot of <laughs> no. So I think on no. that
0: fun note, we shall sure, we'll end it there. But hopefully, this has given you some um inspiration to write your backstories, you know, and help your DM weave a wonderful tale with you at your ta- at the table, whatever system or game you may be playing. Because mm. it's not all just about D and D. There's other lovely TTRPGs out there that um that need some love as well.
1: Yeah, and if you've thought of anything else that. Maybe we haven't mentioned things that you do to create your backstories or things that you have your players do to create their backstories. Let us know. Tell us about it because, you know, there's no reason why we can't revisit backstories another time and prod a few new things. We're always learning, always developing. Exactly.
0: It's always developing. So we hope you've enjoyed this episode and we will see you next time. Goodbye. There
1: are, folks. (music) you <music>